Welcome to the Morning Upgrade Podcast with Ryan Cote, where we feature casual conversations with entrepreneurs about personal development and growth. Hey, everyone. This is Ryan Cote from the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Today, I'm super excited to be speaking with Dr. Stephen Cangiano. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Good, Ryan. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining us. Why don't you start off by telling everyone what you do and then what you enjoy doing, what your interests are. My background is academic medicine. I taught foot and ankle surgery for about 13 years. I then had a life-changing health and personal development experience. I lost 91 pounds and I've actually kept that weight off for almost 30 years, which is you know somewhat unique. So I became very enamored with preventive health and then also the life enhancement, human development industry. Uh, about 10 years ago, I met my current wife and she happened to be in the IT media publishing and events business, probably one of the most successful people in that industry in the IT and cloud computing space. And so when she retired, she decided she was going to help me with you know, the the health and the relationships and the personal development, human development types of things that I really enjoy. And so now we have uh, five magazines, Relationship Development and Transformation, Humanity Upgrade, Humanity Upgrade MD, Humanity Upgrade Education, Humanity Upgrade Fit. So it's been a, an amazing journey. And I'm really happy to be here and speak with your, uh, with your, with your people. Yeah, absolutely. 91 pounds. That's, I mean, I know it comes down to, you know, what you eat and exercise, but is there anything else that you learned during that weight loss journey? Yeah. So for me, it became this compelling journey and, uh, I did it through the human development, personal development industry, as we were speaking about, you know, prequel to this. And for me, Weight loss is objective, and my my medical training background was taught me to be very objective, systematic, and you know do things in a predictable way. So, what interests me about weight loss is that it is at the focal point, the fulcrum of behavior. How do we direct and control our behavior to any result we desire in this lifetime? Uh, more more importantly, how do we become consistent with who we are and who we want to become? And now I know you're about helping people become what they want to become in a predictable way. So that's probably why we're here. The second thing is uh, food is the relationship of last resort. And really, if you look at relationship in the context of being a human being, there's nothing, in my opinion, more important. It allowed us to survive when we were meager animals on the savannas. It allowed us to dominate the world, all these amazing technological advancements. Some of them are starting to creep up on us, but for the first time in human history, we can disconnect from every other relationship, but we are permanently, intimately tied into a relationship with food, and we can transform that. And 74.1% of the population struggle with that relationship, almost 50% in a very severe way. And then obviously my health background. So I'm a personal development expert, but probably a health enthusiast, very well educated. And for me, I have this 
unbelievable front row seat because of all the magazines I have. I get to read, discuss, you know, talk with people like you who are really trying to help this world become a better place. And so I, I just feel very fortunate. So behavior, relationship, and health that focal, that fulcrum, that 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 center point of that for a lot of people is uh, weight loss. So that's why I focus about 50% of my energies on that. So it sounds like it, a lot of it comes down to habits that imagine in your journey through personal development and weight loss and trying to help people, you've developed your own habits that have been really key. Can you share any of your habits? Yeah. So the number one for me like, you know, because I, I love this, like our, our magazine is Humanity Upgrade and your morning upgrade. Boy, you need to start the day right. And this is going to be a little counterintuitive. But what I do is, is I start the night right. And here's what I mean. When I, when I, I go to the, mo- well, the number one health thing you can do, believe it or not, not eat better, not exercise. The number one health thing you can do is sleep better. And so now I've regimented myself to get in bed, lights out, you know, at the same time every night. And I get my eight and a half to nine hours sleep, which is, you know, not not common in this society. So that's the number one habit. The number two habit is a resource that we have. It's called the Recreation Handbook. And I think fundamentally what you're doing is is you're asking the good questions and what we do is our patterns of thinking are questions unfortunately we've become conditioned and th- th- we come by this honestly and this is a pattern and a habit that has to be broken for most people is we ask ourselves bad questions and so I developed a resource called the Recreation Handbook, which is free on the site. You can log in and just, you know, download it. And what it does is it helps people predictably improve their moment-to-moment quality of consciousness. And for me, and I think this is well documented in the industry, this is the starting point for everyone who wants to transform their life who wants to move their life forward, who wants to create different things in their life. And it has 10 disciplines. They're not really disciplines, they're recreations. And I call it recreation because the root of the word recreation means to recreate yourself and recreation is fun. So it's conscious practices, conscious breathing, conscious eating, conscious thinking, conscious relating, conscious listening, so on and so forth. And I'm happy to have any, anybody who listens to this, they can download it for free. It's in a tremendously valuable resource in the human development, personal development industry. Yeah, we'll definitely link that up in the show notes for sure. And I'm going to make sure I download that as well. Normally, I ask your number one personal development tip, but you already, it sounds like you already gave it in terms of sleep. And that's something that we don't, as of yet, I haven't spoke much about that on the show, but I know it's super important. So I'd like to dive a little bit deeper into that because I think my listeners would, would benefit from that. So sleep, you know, eight, you said eight to nine hours. Do you have any, I hate to use the word hacks, but I can't think of a better word on top of my head, hacks for better sleep, whether it's tools that you might use, like I think it's what the, like the O-ring or something like that, or maybe something else. How do you sleep best? Yeah, so I got introduced to that. It's really fascinating. And it's funny you asked this question because I was just uh, re 
I've been in that literature for two years, a little rusty over the last couple of months. And this week, I've actually reinvigorated myself into it. It's absolutely mind-boggling. So you look at sleep from an evolutionary perspective, and we've been programmed to sleep eight to nine hours a day. And it, we, you know, basically evolution said to us, hey, you got to lock down for eight to nine hours a day to be healthy. It increased our predation and it gave us less time for, you know, for survival things like getting food and that kind of thing. If you look at the biometric parameters of sleep, and for instance, a week of short sleep, four hours instead of eight hours, actually gives you these metabolic indications of being, have metabolic syndrome, which is what basically is, uh, yeah, just for one week of short sleep. Some of the hacks you can do is turn off your devices an hour before you go to bed. There's a lot of good research with blue light, human beings. And uh, Ryan, this is what I would have it call under the broad category of evolutionary mismatches. We're supposed to calm down when the sun goes down, and we're supposed to wake up when the sun comes up. And there's a lot of people who don't follow that evolutionary direction. And so another, for instance, people on shift work Shift work is now considered a class two carcinogen by the World Health Organization. People who don't sleep are much more likely to have diabetes, chronic disease, depression. It is absolutely mind-boggling. And there's a great book I would direct your people to is by Dr. Matthew Walker. I think he's at the Berkeley Sleep Center And it is a phenomenon worldwide, and it really goes into all of the things you can and can't do. But really, you have to cover your sleep. It is the best thing you can do for your health. One last little tidbit I'll give you, which I I just learned this, read this yesterday. You can live about two to three minutes without oxygen, about two to three days, depending on the environment, without water. Food, anywhere from people have actually lived as long as a year, 384 days is the record on a a water fast. This person was obviously severely obese. Basically, the longest anyone's lived without sleep is 24 days. So you need sleep more than you need food, which is, was mind boggling to me. Yeah. I mean, this is something that we we don't talk enough about. I think it, it ties so closely into personal development. So I'm glad you brought it up. Do you use any sleep tracking devices? I know you said put over your devices, but anything that helps you track the quality of your sleep? I've actually considered getting in the Aura Ring or the Whoop. I haven't done it yet, but I'm actually talking with a bunch of physicians. And this is up for a lot of people in the health industry because, look, the major thrust in the alternative medical health industry is lifestyle. And we have a lifestyle tracking platform in what's called our HU Fit. And we're trying looking at integrating the sleep monitoring things. Now, I've done a lot of research on it, and they're not really good necessarily. They actually create some sleep anxiety, some people say. I get my aura ring on on my whoop, and then I'm worried if I'm sleeping right and my quality of sleep, because you have to have deep sleep, REM sleep, and this whole bunch of other phases of sleep. So good question. I I don't have enough 
experience personally. I have some knowledge because I've been researching it. And uh, one of the big trends in personal development and life and human development, which is what you're all about, is biometric tracking. And there's a lot of big companies getting into that. And sleep, the proper monitoring uh, of sleep is going to be one of the bigger things. Glucose, obviously, uh, weight, metabolic, you know, all these different things. But we're going to be able to do that with carry around devices very soon. It's really amazing stuff. Yeah, and I mean, I, and I think device or not, what you said before about just making sure that you turn your devices off an hour before bed. I'm assuming a dark room, you know, temperature controlled, you know, making sure you're going to bed at a reasonable time and getting up at a reasonable time. I think that right there is probably gets you 80% of the way there. One of the hack, Ryan, which I failed to mention, and that's uh, try not to eat three hours before you go to bed, three hours, collapse your eating window. And uh, there's better, a lot of people use that for dieting, and I'm fair, obviously very familiar with that, but. I think it's more important for sleep than alcohol. If you're going to have alcohol, have it in the middle of the day, not at night, because Mm -hmm. that really interrupts your REM sleep. So besides those things you mentioned, which is an excellent synopsis, the other thing is is try and limit the alcohol after 4 or 5 o'clock if you can, and try and limit food after 5, 7, depending on what time you... I'm sorry, 6, 7, depending on what time you go to bed. Excellent. All right. Thanks for sharing. I've got one more uh, question for you, Stephen. And then I'd like to wrap up with uh, you telling everyone how they can learn more about you, website or what have you. Do you have a morning routine? And if yes, what does it look like? Yeah. So it's kind of funny you mentioned that because I, um, what I'll do is, is I try, I go to bed at 10 and I try to get up. I, I usually have a gym down in the house. And so I've been setting my internal alarm clock, my brain, to get up at uh, six o'clock, and it, it hasn't been working. I've actually need to set the alarm. And uh, what I'll do is, it's really easy. I never turn on my devices, never look at my phone until I get downstairs into the into the gym. And I and now I've kind of in house. I like I used to love to go to the gym. But I'm in house and I do my Peloton. I try to do, I try to alternate that. I had some hip operations, so I, I, I'm kind of limited on the cardio I can do. And so I try to mix and match. Like I do a high, uh, high intensity interval training. I'll do a Tabata. I'll do a long, long, slow ride. And I try and mix it up because I don't have that diversity. I'd love to go run. I'd love to, I hate swimming. It's a great exercise. Nothing against it. It's just not for me. I used to do the ellipticals. I'm really limited. So what I do is I try to maximize my diversity on that one piece of equipment. And then we have some weights. Resistance training, especially the axial muscles of the hips are super important. Resistance training. I'm 62. So it's really important to avoid what's something called sarcopenia. So you really want to have a good mix of cardio and resistance training. And so that's my morning routine. And then walk the dogs, make sure my wife's well taken care of with coffee and whatever else she needs and wants. And so that's, uh, there's a lot there, but that's my morning routine. Yeah, I mean, heavy into fitness. I love it. That's a great way to start your day. 
I really appreciate your time, Stephen. All the uh, all the uh, advice you shared. I love that we talked a lot about sleep and gave some actual tips around that. I think my listeners are going to get a lot from that. What's the best way someone can connect with you if they want to learn more? So, like I said, you know, put the uh, recreation handbook in. It's a. It, it'll take you forty five minutes to read. It has a two minute summary. That's a a great resource. It's free and it can you know it can really transform your mental processes on a daily basis. And that's the start of any kind of personal human development uh, thing. We have Relationship Development and Transformation, which is our first magazine. We have also have uh, humanity-upgrade.com, humanity-md. We have the weight loss uh, website. And uh, we have 120 thought leaders I'm real happy to have you contribute to the magazine. It's really, uh, it's really a privilege and an honor for me to be able to communicate with your people, with people like you, and through the magazine. And um, yeah, I really like what you're doing here. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate that, Stephen. I'm looking forward to keeping in touch with you. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Morning Upgrade Podcast. Please subscribe and review. And don't forget to visit us at morningupgrade.com for more content.